The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and get an audiobook of your choice free with a 30-day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month, good for an audiobook on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power. Popolitikin.com What's up, y'all? This your boy Cool Nuts representing Northeast Portland, and I'm chilling on Popolitikin right now. And you better tune in, suckers. Bang, 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 uh, uh. See the big boys coming, growl of the tailpipe, futuristic shit, the halogen headlight, slap on enormous, passenger gorgeous, old school shit, fuck the mozzie and the Porsche, gorilla in the trunk, it sound like silverback, cutlass, skylark, I'm bringing that zap, go back, uh. You can feel that monster slap, uh, a nigga earning in the monster trap The money talk like the gang signs, the realest niggas really runs in my bloodline You see the chrome and the wet paint, we stupid stunting so the bitches really feel faint OG Kush, my nigga smoke the finest dank, and never starving, we dining on the finest plates A turkey leg and the gravy spread, and stupid slap, it really might wake the dead yeah, you know you here, nigga. Brains beating like a motherfucker. Pull up, I know you see a nigga. All them niggas be scheming like a motherfucker. Yeah, you know I got it, nigga. They know my shit slap when I mob out. Ooh, we still the hottest, nigga. My brains on hit as soon as I ride out. Tweeters on tilt, treble on rebel. I'm fucking them like Will. Got that. When I slide up the ground, shake, I get cake And my pockets got that big money face Niggas hate, I pull up, they get that little kid face Why you mad, you sad, oh well, nigga hate They be pouting, my pain be wetter than a fountain And I'm floating, got me sitting higher than a mountain Playing boasting, playing some of that old shit, old E-47 away Doing my thing, never gonna stop, repping the bank Okay, no matter where I stay, nigga, I slide up and I'm slapping Like too short, bitch, I can't stop rapping uh, and I tell you in your face, I can't hear shit thanks to that everlasting bass. Yeah, you know you hear nigga. Brains beating like a motherfucker. Pull up, I know you see a nigga. All them niggas be scheming like a motherfucker. Yeah, you know I got it, nigga. They know my shit slap when I'm out. What is it? 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40,
away from home in that fat G wagon, chatting on to my phones. I'm calling to my niggas, it's time to get it ripping. Got my nine milli, case these pussies get to tripping. Never slip, ten toes to the pavement. Besides my barber, can't another nigga fade It's crazy, you think an earthquake? Two false gay amps can make the fucking earth shake. <laughs> JL Woofers, W6s, subtract these niggas, double the bitches, third of the problems, triple the money. I feel my tank while it's running, keep my eye in these streets and keep my pockets filled with hundreds. Looking for a thot bitch that's trying to get scummy. Before I stick, I'ma lick the twat. Two time for Sir Mix a lot. Yeah, you know you hear it, nigga. Bass beating like a motherfucker. Pull up, I know you see a nigga. All them niggas be scheming like a motherfucker. Yeah, you know I got it, nigga. They know my shit slap when I'm mob out. Ooh, we still the hottest nigga. My bass on hit as soon as I ride out. My bass on hit when I slide through. Bet I can take your chick when I slide through. Been winning, was killing niggas in high school Still on that same ball shit, but now it's times two Me and my niggas hit the bar, got another sip Got Fabby in the cut, he on another bitch Me and Nuts finna blow, we tryin' do it big We grab them hoes from the show and they know who it is I been getting bitches cause my bass blow They tryin' take my pictures cause my tape go She want me to be the one she finna take home But that ain't me, baby, I'm the one they gon' hate on Yup, my amps new, so my subs hitting. Smoking that gas, I say my plug did it. <laughs> Niggas know I'm about my cake though. They hit me from up the block, cause my bass go. Nigga, <laughs> yeah, you know you hear it, nigga. Bass beating like a motherfucker. Pull up, I know you see a nigga. All them niggas be scheming like a motherfucker. Yeah, you know I got it, nigga. They know my shit slap when I'm mob out. Welcome back to PolePolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you download our app on iTunes. I'm now politicking with my homie Cool Nuts. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, fam? I'm great, man. That kind of that kind of didn't roll off my tongue right. <laughs> cool Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was, man, so I was reading your, your background, your bio and everything, so... I read that you're a Portland legend, been doing your thing for 20 years, so I just kind of wanted you to just go over the resume a little bit for anybody that, that might not be too familiar with you. Um, basically, we started out um, started out doing uh, hip-hop, you know, in the in the 90s, me and my, my, uh, my boy Bosco, the producer. Um, so it started out with breakdancing. Then it, it uh, you know, breakdancing kind of faded out. Then it went into the MCing and DJing and producing. So Bosco started producing. I kind of became the rapper. And then from there, um, we, I mean, doing it in Portland, we didn't have no blueprint, didn't have no, no examples except for a group called the U Crew that had kind of came before us. And they had a, a couple songs that were big um, called You Ugly and, and If You Were Mine. So they were kind of the example. They were kind of the example of uh, of hip hop success. So with the Bay being so close, we kind of like started to build our thing off of the Bay in terms of 
from the independent side, like, you know, E-40 and them, uh, Drew Down, Too Short, you know, Mac Dre and all of them. We kind of followed that, that descript of if nobody else is going to put your record out, you put it out yourself. Mm -hmm. And so um, we were like, we had to make the transition from deciding if we were going to do, uh, do it as a hobby or do it for real. So we pressed up our first cassette tapes and, and put them in, you know, put them in stores. People start, people started buying them and stuff like that. And um, kind of started, it, it, it kind of started moving on its own. So we kind of, started to have a place as 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 kind of uh you know a, a strong representative of Portland hip hop and and um and that was really the that was the beginning Bosco had moved to LA he was going to USC and uh on a on an academic scholarship but ended up walking on the basketball team he played with uh with Harold Miner and uh Robert Pack hmm. and all them guys at USC so um I would go out there to LA and we would record music out there. He ended up doing the theme song for uh, the, the theme song you hear for in living colors is him on there. Hmm. So that was kind of the beginning of, of our serious experience in the music business. And I'll say, so how's the Portland um, scene now, the hip hop scene out there? I mean, it, it's definitely grown. It's, it's grown. Um, you've had, you've had different artists come out of here like lifesavers, who were, who were from Portland and on Quantum Projects. You had acts like, you know, Five Fingers of Funk. Um, and then currently, you know, of course, you got Amine. You got uh, a few other different people like uh, Mike Bogan, Mike Capes, uh, Mikey Vegas, uh, 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 and a number of other artists that are kind of pushing the, pushing the line for Portland. Yeah, I've been saying then as far as you, because I was looking at like the uh, your old old album covers. So it kind of like you kind of changed a little bit because to me it seemed like you was kind of like more raw back then. Like kind of remind me kind of like like you were saying like Mac Dre, like the Bay, and the music kind of sound the same too. Like it was real like gangster. <laughs> yeah, I mean because you gotta you gotta think like we essentially we essentially came up in the, in the in the in the eighties, you know eighty six through ninety ninety something when you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, no, but we, I mean, basically we came up in the, you know, through the, the crack era, the gang banging, like, like we were here when gang banging first started. So like when, when gang banging first came to Portland, the Crips and the Bloods, that was like when we was in high school, when, you know, when, when crack came in and, and, and like really like took, took, took a, a grip on Portland, a hold on Portland. That was, you know, we watched, I watched, you know, our cats, you know, my homies, parents, like. You know, our homies' parents smoking and, 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 and doing stuff like that. And even, you know, us being out in the streets hustling and everything like that. So that was that was our, our real experience. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was that the Portland in the in the late 80s and 90s was like an explosion of of what L.A. was seeing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so the music was representative of that because not only. Was that what we were hearing? That's what we were out here living was, you know, low riders, you know, being on the block, um, you know. And, of course, we're still being productive, like, you know, going to school, having, you know, having jobs and stuff like that. But sometimes it's all around you. So you in, you end up intertwining into it, you know. That's what's up. And I was also reading that you're an entrepreneur. So I just want you to talk about your businesses. So basically, 
with with us having to kind of take the same blueprint as the Bay, we had to, you know, we started our own record label, which was Just Family Records. Um, we were promoting our own shows. So with Just Family Records, that was a label with me and Bosco. Um, it started with me and him, then we ended up signing artists. So we started out with like a group called Gism. They were like kind of like an outcast. Um, if you go check them out, it's G hyphen I S M. They were like an outcast, like speaking a lot on, on you know, streets, political stuff, um, like a mixture between outcasts and, and, and uh, Tupac kind of. Hmm. Then we had Maniac Loke. He was more like like a SIBO. Um, and then we had Kenny Mack. He was more like kind of in between like a, 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 a Mac Dre and, and, and Drew Down. And so that was the label. We started the label. We started putting out records, started selling records. Then we got to a point where the, the 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 alternative rock scene is real popular out here. So we were watching them put on shows and promote shows. So then we started promoting our own shows, you know, doing, you know, getting the venues, putting up the posters, doing all that. Then we created a thing called the uh, Portland Hip Hop Festival called Pohop. I had a, um, a, a, a brother come to me and he saw what I was doing with the music because at the, you know, at this time, like we were like the, I mean, essentially, we were like the 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 uh, like ruthless records of Portland in terms of the the visibility, the impact we were having, the notoriety in terms of people seeing what we were doing. He came to me, he was like, "Yo, I see that you're out here representing, you know, the community. Um, I got an idea for you. Let's do this thing called Poha Portland Organ Hip Hop Festival, and it it will be a show where we 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 put, you know, we bring the hip hop scene together." put all the artists on one stage. And so we started with one night and that first year we did like five, 600 people. Then the second year we did two nights. We did like 800 people the first night, thousand people the second night, and it was all Portland hip hop. And so people started seeing what I was doing in terms of putting on shows. Then um, they started reaching out to me to help them put on shows or help promote shows or help market it. You know, So from there I started getting calls from different entities like, you know, Live Nation, House of Blues, AEG, and, and bigger promotion companies because they saw that we could put people in the building. And um and even from even from there I started, you know, started doing stuff with but also in between there, you know, there was record deals with Atlantic Records, record deals with Universal Records. Um so all through there we were also building on a bigger level. Of, of connecting with the Bay. I started doing, you know, we started doing more stuff with, with E-40. We started doing more stuff with Mac Dre. We started doing stuff with E-2-D. Um, shoot, Selly Sale, Be Legit. Um, and, 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 and some of those cats, Mr. Fab, and, and some of those cats started seeing what we were doing. So they would hit me and be like, yo, nuts, can you book a tour out here for us? So I started booking tours for them, booking shows for E-40, uh, booking shows for Too Short, and eventually it got to a point where even with 40, like 40 would, would hit me up and be like, yo, come, you know, come tour manage this tour, work with, you know, work with my managers at the time who was Chaz and then RJ came on. But through all of those different situations, it just progressed into people. It progressed into people seeing what I was doing, people seeing um, the work that I was putting in and, and the moves I was making to where it, it created different ventures for me. 
Yeah, I say, and what advice would you give to anybody that's trying to, like, get in the game from that angle? Like, far as, like, more on the business tip and not as a rapper? I would say, realistically, get around the people that are doing it. So, like, I had I had um, a number of, like, club owners, uh, promoters that basically kind of took me under their wing and, and, like, you know, gave me the opportunity to book 1,500 capacity venues and, and work on shows with them and, and uh and and learn different skills of of how to you know how to go out and book a, sh a show run a venue produce a show uh go get insurance um understand the ticketing um understanding booking a tour bus and different stuff like that and um so i would just say get you know get with people that understand what you're doing get with people that want to do it that are already doing what you're doing be, you know be an intern or get a mentor in that in that field you know and then what advice would you give to a rapper trying to like a up and coming rapper? What advice would you give to them? Man, I would say <laughs> I would say first and foremost, first and foremost, you gotta have something that's that's unique with your skill or your talent. Second, you gotta wanna work hard. And third, you gotta be realistic about what this business and industry is like nowadays because it's a lot different than when we came in. When we came in, you actually had to be, you know, like when we when we started putting out records, you could you could invest ten, twenty thousand in a record and know you were gonna sell, you know, four or five thousand CDs guaranteed. Nowadays you put ten thousand dollars in a record, it's going on iTunes and Spotify, and it might just sit there. You know what I mean? So having a having a real understanding of the business, having an understanding of how this industry works now, and being realistic, like the money ain't just going to fall out the sky. You got to get out there and hustle and get to it. And that was a thing for me that set me apart even early on was like, I would be out, man, at three in the morning with a with a bag over my shoulder, with a staple gun and a post and, and, a, and a bag full of posters, putting up posters at three in the morning, you know, for my shows, for my albums and doing it myself. And then what, what current projects you working on right now as far as the music? Um... First, I got this EP that I'm putting out called Terrence, which some of the new songs we put out, the, the video for Terrence we put on there, the uh, the new the new one we just dropped, uh, What You Think I'm On with Immaculate and, and Mr. Fab, that's going to be on the EP. Then I got I got Nipsey Hustle on there, um, of course, Bosco, uh, my, my nephew, uh, Dre Steez, he's one of the like hot young rappers from out here, like really holding it down for like... Um, kind of in the lane of like where you see like the mozzies and the SOBs and cats like that. Like he's, he's that young dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, and we got a number of young cats out here like that, like um, that are pushing the line for the, for the, you know, for the youngsters. Um, but then, the, and then the next record I got is uh, the full album called pig ears and chitlins. Why you named it that? Because right now, <laughs> I know the reason behind it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 reason I named it that was because like right now in Portland and in like a number of, of communities, black communities across the country, there's a lot of gentrification. And we grew up in a neighborhood that was north northeast Portland. So northeast Portland is, is predominantly where, you know, north north and northeast Portland are predominantly where all the black people lived and, and, and we all grew up. And you have a lot of that changing and the city's changing and, and, and a lot of Black people are being displaced to, to having to live further out. So the reason I called the album that is because if you grew up in a real black household, even if you didn't eat chitlins 
and and pig ears and stuff like that, you knew that when 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 New Year's came, when Thanksgiving came, when Christmas came, and people said, you know, grandma cooking some chitlins or auntie cooking some chitlins, that had meaning to it in terms of in black culture, it meant we getting together. It's gonna, you know, your yeah, uncle, it's on. <laughs> your uncle's gonna be over there talking crazy, and and even like I said, even if you didn't eat chitlins or pig ears, you knew when when we talked about them foods what that meant. It meant community. It meant family. It meant being at grandma's house, and that's why I named it that because we we as a people, certain things are synonymous to us in terms of coming together, in terms of being together. And like I said, like even some of my partners who don't eat pork, when I said, you know, oh, I'm naming the album Pig Ears and Chillers, and the first thing they'll say is, man, I remember going over to my grandma's house and, mm-hmm. and I was <laughs> chillers and I didn't eat them, but, you know, I remember, man, we used to get together and, you know, it. there's a lot of memories and, and, and meaning to that, especially within our culture, you know what I'm saying? And then what are some of your interests outside of music? I mean, truth be told, like outside of music, man, is is really like raising my, you know, my kids. You know, I got a 13 year old and a, and a seven year old. So raising my kids and I got an older daughter, too, but she's she's grown. But so she don't fall under the thing of raising her. It's just really tapping in with her. But uh, but raising my kids, man, and, and spending time with my family and and enjoying watching them progress and making sure that they got what they need. You know what I mean? And fortunately, music has been a means for me to do that for them. So, you know, they kind of intertwine. Just like my daughter, she went to this uh, Black Girls Rock Camp and uh, she didn't even know that I had did. They had got a bunch of us uh, Black men together in the community and did these video clips of why Black Girls Rock or why Black women are important to us. And my daughter went to the thing and she didn't even know I was on there. And and so the video came on and all the friends, all her friends were like, oh, that's cool nuts. But, you know, it all crosses over into, you know, the family, the, the music and all it all comes together. So that outside of the music, like really, that's my like really my family, man. And 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 and, and really trying to enjoy my life and 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 be positive and 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 also like I do you know music programs at the community community center um recording rec- I re- we recorded a whole like a whole project with the the juvenile youth center out here where we went in we went in the jail and brought the studio in there recorded a whole album with them so we're putting that out then we did a, a, a another project with the youth center here called SEI and the kids all recorded music and we putting a project out with them too so um just trying to man really honestly do the best I can to give back and, and be be a, 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 a inspiration to within our community and 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 you know leave a positive mark on on, on stuff. And then do you think that's important for like? Cause I don't know. I think a lot of rappers don't. It's like a disconnect. They don't think that's important. Do you think it's important for rappers to give back like that to the community? Hell yeah! Because I mean, another thing is man like. Even with, with with some of my earlier music, and I know you you know you listen to it like the music we were putting out back then, it, it had a lot more, it had meaning to it in terms of even about the streets and and stuff like that. And nowadays, some of this music and the culture is kind of can be so ignorant that we got to be responsible for making sure that we pushing the right messages out there. You know that that we giving them some intellect. Like if we talking about the streets. 
you know, also talk about going to jail, talk about the the impact of that, talk about um the 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 the, 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 the nights when you know when some of your partners got killed, how that really felt, or how now uh your partner's kids ain't got no dad and the real impact of that stuff. So it's definitely important for us to to do all we can in terms of like leaving a positive message and 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 being some you know uh, a role model of somewhat to these kids because just even the stuff that they see and hearing nowadays is crazy. So, and who's your top five rappers? My top five rappers, um, I would say Jay Z, of course. Um, I would say Nas. I would say uh, E-40. Um, of course, Tupac is in there. Uh, uh, Biggie's in there, too. But then there's a bunch of other people, too, that I feel like the Scarfaces, even like MC8, man, and Compton's Most Wanted. Like mm -hmm. Ice Cube, you know what I'm saying? Rakim. Yeah. Like, you know I what I'm saying? I'm gonna say just like you were saying earlier, like all those rappers and like A Ball and Dick, MJG, UGK, they all like you saying you gotta always you can say the good side of the game, but you gotta say the bad side. You gotta like put some knowledge in your music. Like yeah. something they can learn. Even if it's on the street level, you can still drop knowledge. And I think a lot of people like now, all they talking about is like drugs and mollies and they just just the uh they're not putting any positivity in their music at all. Like you gotta say some like you can say some bullshit, but then throw something in there. <laughs> yeah, because because a bad part of it is you could be riding in the car with your kids, man, and, and, and Molly Percocet come on the radio or, mm -hmm. you know, pull your panties to the side or eat the booties like groceries. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah, sad. You know, and that's the radio. That's the that's on the radio. And what would you like to say to all your fans, people that have been supporting your career so far for the last... 20 plus years, huh? More than 20 years, huh? <laughs> I just, I, I just really like, I just want to say to anybody that ever purchased the music, came to the shows, bought some merch, or even passed a, a, a positive word about what I do out to people. I appreciate all them people because when I started doing music, man, I didn't know a lot of this stuff was possible in, in terms of like traveling overseas Going, you know, going to Europe, going to Japan, um, going to shoot Alaska in the winter. It's negative forty degrees, and we out there with E forty and Mister Fab doing shows. Like all of those people made it possible for me to even do what I do. You know, in terms of like seeing the world, feed my family, and even just making a contribution to this culture. You know, or having a mark to the point where twenty years later, I'm talking to you. You know what I'm saying? What's up, man? So I want to say thank you for coming through Politicking with me. No, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you taking the time to have me on. Is there anything we didn't cover you like to talk about? It sounded like you was kind of getting... I heard you when you was talking about the gentrification and everything. It sounded like you was getting hyped. You good? Oh, yeah, man, because the reason I get hyped because a lot of that, like our culture and our community was stuff that made us and where the music came from. Like, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that I talk about on my albums is stuff that is unique to our city, to our community, to our neighborhoods. And, and it made us, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that stuff has soul to it and, and real meaning to it. So it's when you yeah. go, I, I, I would say I was reading, um, 
I don't know if this true is on your Wikipedia, but I was reading that you work with Krishan. So how you feel about her? I mean, the thing is, I have a different I have a different perspective with her because the thing is, is with her is because she caught a lot of flack for the stuff V Nasty said. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so because and this is another story I can tell you. So how I got with Krayshawn or working with Krayshawn was my boy Stretch, who managed who ma- he manages uh, uh, Run the Jewels, he manages Burner, um, Sage the Gemini, uh, uh, HBK, and all them. We were in Montana on tour with me, him, and Mister Fab, and we're in the car, and he play and, and he was playing me some of V Nasty, and I'm like, man, is she serious? He's like, oh yeah, she's serious, and so. He goes, oh, yeah, she also got a sister named Krayshawn. And they're not really sisters, but they close. So he was like, she got a sister named Krayshawn. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So about, like, months later, Gucci Gucci comes out. And I see the video. I'm like, oh, that's dope. And so before this, on top of rapping, I had, you know, tour managed for, for like, for E-40. Help, you know, help run tours with Tech 9 and all them. And, um, and so he was like, yo... Krayshawn stuff is popping. You want to tour manage for? And I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah, it's like family. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause that's my dude. You know what I'm saying? And so we end up, I end up tour managing for her. We shoot, we went all over the world. And the thing is, people don't understand what her is. She's truly a good person. Like, she took care of a lot of people and put a lot of people in position. And through all that, she caught a lot of flack, you know, because I was behind the scenes. Like, she wasn't, like, your typical rapper. Like, you're not going to walk in a room and see her working, writing a song and with headphones on. She's more like a creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, she know how to ed- edit videos and make jewelry and all type of stuff like that. So, I got, you got a better understanding of, of what she was. But then you have V Nasty, who, of course, was, you know, catching. Basically, a lot of times people would put put it on uh, Krayshawn about, saying nigga you know what i'm saying yeah and so she would catch a lot of flack behind v nasty saying nigga and the problem is with v nasty v nasty is really from east oakland if you run into her she's with you know niggas. <laughs> she's with niggas bro for real like you know i've taken her to pick up trap money you feel me like we finna go on tour cool nuts can you take me to the to the, to the uh western union to get this trap money that she, you know what I'm saying? Or, so it was one of them things where when you around her, you see like she's really like she really is around and, and entrenched in all of that. But of course, it's going to rub people the wrong way because you don't want to hear that coming from somebody that you look, you know, that's white, period. And so Krayshawn would catch a lot of flack from all the stuff V Nasty was saying and doing, but that wasn't her doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would say, what was your social media and everything so they can follow you and stuff? Um, everything is at Cool Nuts, C O O L N U T Z, C O O L N U T Z. The Snapchat is King Cool Nuts. Um, Facebook is Cool Nuts. Just every if you just go put, I mean, you see, you go Google me, it'll all pop up. Man, final thing, you got a radio show too, right? I want you to plug. Yeah, I got two. We got two radio shows actually. We got uh. Friday nights on Jamming 107.5 here in Portland on iHeartRadio. I got playlists with me and CJ McCullum from the Blazers. We do that every Friday night. And he, you know, we co-host the show, program the music, talk about sports. 
Then I do the breakout show, which is all centered around independent music from the region and then bigger records from like stuff you won't hear on our station typically. And that's Sunday nights called the breakout show. And that was another, that was another venture too that um, in terms of, in terms of our music scene, I took, I put together a proposal for the breakout show, which to spotlight Northwest music, I took it in the CBS radio. They liked it. They put us on the air and then CBS got bought out by clear channel they liked the show, so then they gave us two hours, and now you know now I'm on Sunday nights three hours, and we spotlight you know independent music, especially from the Northwest, but then all of like Rick Ross, you know Jay Z, Action Bronson, um, of course you know Kendrick and Schoolboy, all the stuff our station typically you know doesn't play. And then what advice would you give to anybody trying to build a radio station, or like me, like somebody just trying to grow? The radio tip, man. I would I would say the main thing is is like you start out you because I started in community radio. I started out a station called Cable, which was community radio. I had a show that was two thirty to five thirty a.m. You know what I'm saying? I'd be at the board, bro, falling asleep, man, dozing off, and uh, I just I just gained experience there. Took that experience, and and a lot of the time it's just coming up with an idea or something that's going to be tangible to a bigger radio entity. Or another way to, to, to really jumpstart your radio is jump, getting on the street team or internship at a station. And then that all, you know, if you down, I've seen, my, man, my Pete, my program director, he's a program director, young dude. I think he's like 30, might be like 34, 35. I remember when he started on the street team, bro, like, 15 years ago on the street team. Now he's the program director of my station and another station in Seattle. But then how do you feel like far as like the radio, is it still like big as it is? Vice, you know, cause a lot of people podcast and everything like that. Is it still the same? I feel like, I feel like mainstream radio, it still has an influence in terms of like people digesting music and people like tuning in to win tickets and, and, and things of that nature. Some of it is shifted because of the podcast, because of streaming, because of like Spotify and the mm. popularity of SoundCloud. But radio is still, um, it's still a, it's still a, 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 an integral piece of the puzzle in terms of breaking records and and and, and further. Like uh, an artist can can get a buzz on SoundCloud, an artist can get a buzz and, and get moving on Spotify, and then once they get to a certain level. Now they start hitting the radio and doing the, the uh, promo runs and all of that stuff to supplement and bring all the bigger pieces together. Like, you know, Lil Yachty, Uzi Vert, they could be popping on, on the net. But then once they hit that next gear, then now they're going to be on the Breakfast Club. Now they're going to be on, you know, Hot 97 with Ebro and all of that stuff. All right, y'all. So we out. Make sure y'all subscribe and share this interview. Peace. Popolitikin.com uh, uh, uh-huh. uh-huh. At my best and my worst, she would love me first, love me first, love me first. At my best and my worst, she would love me first, love me first, love me first. At my best and my worst, she would love me first. 
Love me first, love me first. At my best and my worst, she would love me first. Love me first, love me first. From my best to my worst, she was always right there. If I hit rock bottom, she would be right there. And Magic City nights kick back like a blur. With titties in my face, and she was still right there. We love hard, go hard. It's still no limits. Jail time, sale time, she'll make those visits. My earth, my world, my highs, my lows, the peaks, the valleys. Let's find that balance. Brought life to the world, my sights on the world. From the white sands of we live life in this world We prosper together Feel losses together And find my shortcomings So I can love you better Felt the bumps in the road Ain't none of us perfect And really work through it When the hard times surface You love with a purpose And build that structure And work through the pain And sometimes suffer Let's go She would love me first Love me first Love me first Love me Scenario. I cherish what we had, they said we never last, but here we go Check our steady flow, we surpass, most of flicker flash Go to this and that, we the sinners in the side What's the realest, where the feelings at? You the definition of the deafest, missus Never get it twisted, how we came into this grand existence Is it clear to you? We the rarest few It's not a mystery, I hella knew, kinda had a clue Yeah, I fucked a few, yeah, that happened too That was casual, now you show me that a real man Shit is hard, it's collapsible, I sit at home Miserable, not a cuss the miracles, but it's pleasurable to put our love on the pedestal. Yes, just love me first. Love me first. Never do a say for another. Love me first. Love me first. And my best and my worst, she will love me. Just love me first. Love me first. Since kids hope it'll never change Still the same, still playing Clark Kent, Lois Lane Cause of my games, future disappearing like David Blaine All in my brain, mama told me like Dana Dane Stay in your lane, don't change for the groupies of fame Make up, then we fuck until we break up the frame Not saying who wrong, who right It's all out of spite Let's take an overseas flight tonight To change the scenery You and me, we can be London set the high tea Plus you hold me down, that's why a nigga made your white feet Had to smarten up to see the beauty right in front of me Been there since before the V, most importantly At my best and my worst, she will love me Just love me first, love me first Never do a say for another Love me first, love me first At my best and my worst, she will love me
Thanks for listening to Popolitikin.com, a self-help meets hip-hop brand. If you are an artist or business owner wanting to be featured on Popolitikin.com, contact us at Popolitikin at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N at gmail.com. Or text 760-717-5803. If you're a listener that enjoys the show and wants to support, you can donate to popolitikin.com via paypal.com. Please send donations to popolitikin at gmail.com. Any amount will be helpful in continuing to create quality content and shows. As always, check out popolitikin.com for past episodes. Make sure you subscribe to Popolitikin on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.